0: Welcome to a new episode of the Riyada podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Khurma, director of the Middle East program here at the Wilson Center. Today's guest is Jordan's former Minister of Youth, a leading expert on political, economic, as well as security issues in the MENA region, but particularly Jordan, Dr. Fadis Brezat. His company, Nama Strategic Solutions, very often, conducts polling on all the socioeconomic and sociopolitical issues in the region. We're truly delighted to have you here with us today, uh, Fadis, to discuss youth, entrepreneurship, but particularly education, as that is the theme we're focusing on this month.
1: Um, thank you for hosting me.
0: So, um, Fadis, I have, uh, I guess the first question is, you know, be, given that you conduct a lot of polls, um, and you also served as Jordan's Minister of Youth. Um, Where are youth in terms of um, the workforce, uh, the education system? I mean, the the region suffers one of the highest youth unemployment rates in the world. Um, How do young people feel about that?
1: Um, thank you, Marissa, for hosting me, and it's a pleasure to be talking um, to you about this very important topic. Uh, youth are at a disadvantage uh, across the MENA region because of job opportunities. are uh, are uh, uh, very little compared to the abundance of uh, supply of labor that is out there. Um, unfortunately, um, today, with the um, economic slowdown um, in, the, in the global economy, um, due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, um, and the recovery that is taking place now is not up to uh, standards where uh, you can reduce the unemployment rates. Um, however, um, youth across the region, Jordan in particular, um, are um, suffering from the issue of um, unemployment. Um, the most important um Probably figure that we can talk about is the national unemployment in Jordan is around 23.7%. Um, around 50% of the youth um, who are under 30, uh, between 15 to 30, are in the labor market, um, willing to uh, work and they have the um, active um, act- and actively searching for jobs, um, it's around 50% of them are unemployed. And even among those who hold a university degree, the unemployment rate is uh, higher, especially among the females. And this is um, very challenging um, because this is a human capital. A human capital is not being utilized um, in the best way uh, possible. Um, and the potential is not realized. Their potential is not realized. Uh, today, there are many programs in Jordan um, to uh, jumpstart uh, the process of entrepreneurship. Um, and it has—it was actually established back in the year 2000 when His Majesty King Abdullah started um, REACH program um, in order to encourage Jordanians to get into the um, IT uh, sector. And that delivered great results until now. Jordan is one of the biggest um, producers of Arabic content online, and it is one of the biggest exporters of um, high-tech experts, uh, like programmers and uh, IT engineers um, to the region and globally. And it has become a, a destination for outsourcing from different companies um, that they set their um, uh, back office in, in, in Jordan. Um, just to be clear, uh, you know, during my um, service in government as a minister, a minister of youth, um I worked on the National um, Youth Strategy, which was already developed before I joined the government. And then I continued to work on that. One of the items that was um, in need of acceleration um, was economic empowerment and entrepreneurship. So we started, it's a fourth pillar of the National Youth Strategy. We worked on that and uh, we launched the National um, Youth uh, Entrepreneurship Forum. Um, and we, uh, we already, um, the, during my term and after, um, over six editions of that uh, have been implemented. Um, during the pandemic, we implemented, um, before the pandemic, we implemented one on um, various um, sectors. And it was a great success. Um, nine companies were awarded as a result, which are all um young uh, entrepreneurs um, young entrepreneurs uh, people working on the sorry this is an interruption so uh, basically the um, entrepreneurship program uh, by the ministry of youth is uh, already um, underway now there's a new program between the world bank and the ministry of labor uh, and the ministry of digital economy um, and uh, it's quite a big program, uh, over 100 million US dollars uh, to encourage entrepreneurship, especially in the IT, um, sec- in the IT and the ICT sectors. Um, so there is um, the potential is there. We need to do more mm-hmm. investment in that. And I think one of the biggest challenges that we still need to deal with is to uh, do the upskilling and reskilling um, for the various sectors, mm-hmm. including um, the public sector employees. The public sector is um, oversaturated with employment, so there is an overemployment there. And in order for mm-hmm. that um, unemployment to be t- to be turned into more uh, useful uh, human resources, it will have to be. Uh, uh, the ch- the, we will have to change um, the way it is structured in terms of reskilling, upskilling, and exit. Um, Today, we need, in order for exits to be uh, uh, realizable, uh, we have to increase investment in the private sector where we expand the private sector to the extent that it would would absorb um, uh, extra labor um, from the public sector that is already upskilled and reskilled. One of the sectors that are very promising in that regard is the tourism sector. Today, um, Jordan in the first Mm -hmm. quarter of the year Um, actually surpassed expectations in terms of uh, bookings and uh, visitors coming to Jordan, uh, which is a very Mm -hmm. promising um, return of the Jordan tourism uh, sector. And um, that requires, um, one of the issues that we are facing today is the skilled labor and hospitality. Um, That requires um, intervention in order to build not only a strategy, but also more practical programs where Um, students and potential laborers in that market would have a good good training and a good um, opportunity to work in the sector.
0: So uh, thank you. This was a really great overview, um, especially of um, the fact that Jordan actually has a youth, uh, a national youth uh, strategy of which entrepreneurship is um, uh, a part. Um, uh, I'm you know, you mentioned the importance of uh, skilling, reskilling, and upskilling, and I was wondering um, who you think should actually take the lead on those issues. Is it, um, is it sort of a challenge within the education system? Is it something that higher education institutions should undertake? Is it the private sector? Is it a combination?
1: Um, actually, it's um, uh, a multifaceted approach, and uh, it will have to be uh, multi-institutional, multi multidimensional. And this means um, it is not only the Ministry of Education or the Ministry of Higher Education or the Technical and Vocational Training Centers you know, by the Ministry of Labour uh, who are uh, supposed to do that. Um, those are very important uh, pillars um, institutions that uh, should deliver such uh, services but this is an, a national ecosystem where every um, single um, institution will have to contribute um, where it ha- where it can contribute uh, I just give you an example for example in the hospitality sector, Today, uh, there is the private sector. Um, there are uh, some uh, special uh, specialty um, institutions that are highly specialized in the uh, hospitality training. Um, but still, uh, despite the um, uh, education they do, um, we still uh, lack uh, the necessary resources uh, to be employed in the sector. Uh, for two reasons. One reason is that um, the uh, the good skills, the good skilled labor, um, is being taken out of Jordan to Saudi Arabia and other Gulf countries, um, and those who are uh, well trained to serve in the Jordanian um, tourism sector, um, they tend to change jobs very frequently because of lack of job security. That includes social security um, and health insurance. And if those um, uh, issues are fixed, and I think uh, we have managed to do quite a lot of that during the pandemic, um, and uh, the social security uh, in collaboration with the Ministry of Tourism, the Ministry of Labor, and other related institutions, um, they are including everyone in the social security umbrella, uh, which would improve their um, chances and it would improve the attractiveness of the sector for more people to join uh, the labor force in that sector.
0: So um, you you mentioned um, with, uh, with regards to the the skilling and um, reskilling, that it's a multifaceted approach. It's really a, an, an ecosystem in itself that has to be part of um, of that solution. Um, and then the challenge of the job security element, which is why I guess so many young people, and this came up in our research as well um, in the region, uh, but also uh, this applies to Jordan, preferred the public sector. Um, so what does the data tell you about preferences when it comes to public versus private sector? And what are the what are the private sector um, uh, jobs? that youth are interested in?
1: Um, First of all, let me make uh, very clear that I totally believe in competitive um, education and competitive uh, labor market and competitive skill set. And I think this is the only way that we can make sure that everyone is realizing his or her potential in the labor market. Um, Second, um, I think one of the most important issues we need to address um, today um, is the uh, job for life um, issue in the public sector. Today, it's a very difficult um, process if you want to fire any public sector employee, and it is um, uh, next to impossible to do that. Um, I think, and also there isn't a good process of um, evaluation, monitoring and evaluation and performance evaluation for employees. Um, that's why In addition, um, public sector employees, they do have um, uh, public health insurance and the retirement was through the Social Security now. Um, And um, that would make the jobs in the public sector more more attractive. Today, our polling data shows that um, more people prefer to work in the public sector than in in the private sector, whether it's the job for themselves or any of their family members. And the reason is what I mentioned earlier. However, still in the private sector, if you have a good um, skill set you are and you are more competitive, you can find a better job, a well-paying job in the private sector where um, your skill set will be uh, rewarded both financially and in terms of uh, positions. Um, unfortunately, with the way the public sector has been um, performing, um, still there is a lot to be done in order to reform the public sector, and that requires... Um, very um, serious uh, surgical um, interventions uh, in order first to do the um, uh, reskilling and the upskilling of the public sector workers and to find the new employment for uh, the overemployed in the public sector. Um, And that requires, uh, the first thing we need to make sure that it's available is the expansion of the private sector. And that also um, requires certain uh, surgical interventions, public policy interventions, Um, such as reducing the cost of energy, reducing the cost of water, reducing the cost of business, um, including the bureaucratic procedures in terms of money and time, and also um, reducing the um, interest rate. And if that is not a possibility because the Jordanian dinar is pegged to the dollar, then we need to find new ways um, where we can give uh, easier access to finance for the private sector to excel and to um, expand. Uh, so it becomes uh, its its capacity to employ um, new people, whether they are coming from the public sector or newcomers to the labour market, is expanded.
0: Um, thank you, Ferris. Yeah, this is, this is uh, truly uh, a, a comprehensive um, a look at how uh, the public and private sector has to work together to address uh, some of these challenges. Um, with regards to uh, employing more youth in the private sector, um, as well as um, making it easier to actually create jobs in the market. Um, One of the challenges that many young entrepreneurs talked about on this podcast was access to capital, which you've um, addressed um, a little bit, but also access to markets. They don't know how, to access markets in the region, or, or even in Europe, um, or even utilize the free trade agreement um, between Jordan and the United States. Um, so how can you um, help support particularly young entrepreneurs to access markets for their products and for their services?
1: Um, I think the first thing that will, uh, will have to be addressed in that regard is um, education, consumer education and entrepreneurship education. Um, today, you have um, a lot of people who come up with the great ideas. I'll just give you one example, anecdotal example. Uh, the first forum that um, um, I created when I was at the ministry, uh, the, for the entrepreneurship uh, forum, was um, we have 511 applicants um, sending their ideas to the forum. Um, we've selected uh, around 50 of them, and uh, those who are included in the final round, around 30. And nine of those were um, awarded. Now, um, they have very different uh, stages of evolution. Um, the ideation phase, uh, there is a lot of work to be done on the ideation phase and then the scaling from ideation to implementation and what it takes in terms of um, uh, pre-seed funding, seed funding, and then the series A, B, C, D, etc., until they get um, uh, fully uh, up and running and operational. Now, one of the things that we uh, discovered uh, in that session or in that um, forum, uh, we gave uh, the shortlisted one week of intensive training on what does it mean uh, to do um, market study, um, uh, market competition, um, access to markets, uh, competition in in targeted uh, markets. Um, What does accounting mean? How do you do accounting for um, a young uh, company? Um, How do you raise funds? How do you uh, keep the books? How do you deal with the banks, etc.? And uh, we discovered Mm -hmm. that many of those um, um, applicants, um, they either changed um, their their idea after knowing uh, some basic information about how an entrepreneur should operate, um, or they pulled out because they thought, you no, know, they are not ready uh, to go there yet. Now I think what is needed um, is to um, repeat the same thing at the national level and have people apply uh, or uh, share their ideas and how they want to go about those ideas, and then handhold um, those people uh, from uh, their basic. Um, and knowledge into the more advanced knowledge where they need to penetrate uh, markets, and you have to—they have to be skilled also with the ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and the strategies uh, for market uh, penetration. Now, that requires an investment, and I think the investment is already there. Today, we have many programs in Jordan running by the government and the private sector, including the VCs, the venture capital, and other um, funds available to invest in young companies and and startups. Um, All of them, they are trying very hard to um, improve that um, uh, educational um set of um, mm-hmm. skills um for entrepreneurs to excel and move forward and upward uh,
0: absolutely, and we've spoken to some of the um, incubators as well as um accelerators um, so when it comes to the government's role um you know particularly as a regulator um, and uh in in drafting the necessary legislation in order to ease the the um, process of uh, basically business making, you know, making it easier to register a company, making it easier um, to uh, uh, export, et cetera, um, or import material, um, etc. cetera. Um, some of the entrepreneurs we talked to uh, basically uh, talked about the challenge of, uh, explaining sometimes why certain regulations will completely kill the sector that they're working in and how the government sometimes comes in slaps regulations without really understanding the technology that's being used or why it's why it's um the you know sort of the way for the future um and and part of it perhaps is that legislators and some. You know, government officials, or the public sector in general, needs to better understand some of these new emerging sectors, particularly in ICT. Um, how do you address that? Uh, you were in the government before. If you are youth minister again, how would you address that?
1: Um, I think the first thing to um, to do is to look at the overregulation. I do believe that um, we are, as a country. Uh, we are over-regulating everything. Um, In every sector, we are over-regulated. And uh, I believe in principle, as a philosophy, we have to have a smaller yet more efficient uh, government. Um, The fact that we have Mm -hmm. an over-employment in the government, every single employee will have to find work for himself or herself. And that means um, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, complicating uh, procedures unnecessarily. We have seen that. Um, And I think in order to address this issue, the first thing that will have to be dealt with is the size of the public sector it's too big too inefficient and it will have to be um, addressed accordingly uh, that is number one of the and then you need to reduce the um, uh, inter the personal interaction between um, investors um and bureaucracy uh, and make it automated i think automation is going to um, reduce um, uh, a lot of the effort and it will waste it will save a lot of time uh, for both uh, the investors and uh, the government um and the third mm-hmm. the third element is basically um we need to uh, make sure that um, the overall regulations that are implemented are simplified because um, what we have seen today we have probably over uh, anywhere between 700 or a little more regulations that you have to deal with as as, as an investor in different entities, different places. Um, everyone would regulate um, for their own uh, purposes. And I think this is uh, the um, interrelatedness um, or overlapping, uh, to be more accurate. Uh, between uh, these uh, different uh, regulatories and different institutions and different regulations, um, it makes life difficult for investors because in order to access the system, uh, first of all you need to identify the access point. Which one is it? The Investment Commission, the Investment Ministry, uh, or the Ministry of Trade and Industry, or the municipality where you, you you want to start the project, or a development zone? Or so that is, I think, yeah. lack of. Is, is very important. It will have to be um, mm-hmm. cleared and simplified. and these the process the processes mm-hmm. and procedures um, they will have to be streamlined and uh, made very, very simple. Um, without that, we'll continue to push um, investors out. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, today we are seeing we have seen over the past five years more Jordanian investors they have deserted Jordan. Um, either totally or partially and they started the, they started their businesses in, in in Saudi Arabia or Egypt or the Emirates or Turkey because of um, cheaper uh, energy, cheaper water, uh, free access to land and bigger uh, markets and better purchasing power parity. Um, so we are in a good um, good shape to compete in terms of knowledge and skills. But we are not in that good shape in terms of the environment in which um, investors um, operate. Of course, there is more education to be done on access to global markets, especially where we have FTAs, such as with the one with the United Mm -hmm. States, the ASEAN countries, and the European uh, Union. Um, I think we do have Mm -hmm. we stand we stand out as a country in these relations with um, over one billion consumers markets. But still, um, those are not utilized properly, and we do hope that in the next um, uh, couple of years, um, more more work on those to be done, and uh, implementation will be the name of the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so, Faris, if um, if you had an opportunity to, um, uh, you know, go back uh, to the government, and um, someone gave you a magic wand. To change one thing that would really unlock the potential that you're talking about, what is that one thing you would do with that magic wand?
1: Um, smaller, more efficient government. Uh, get out mm-hmm. of private sector's way. Enable the private sector to excel based on competition. That's a philosophy.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a guiding philosophy. Um, it's also of, been part of the discourse. Yeah. yeah in, terms in terms of actions,
1: you know, there there are many sectors that you need to go uh, very detailed. I'll just give you um, one example about the tourism sector. Um, you you have to propel the sector to move forward because it employs a lot of people. In 2019, the tourism sector employed 55,000 Jordanians, and each job in the tourism sector influenced positively. Or had a direct, had a direct impact on five other jobs on five other sectors. The tourism sector mm-hmm. um, managed to get into the economy uh, 4.1 billion in tourism receipts. Now that sector is, mm-hmm. is the potential is a huge. One of the things that will have to be done today. A lot of uh, issues have been addressed. For example, access to Jordan um, is very uh, is very uh, simple and it's easy now. Um, whether the conventional air carriers or the low-cost carriers, things are getting much, much better than they were 10 years ago. Um, Today, what we need is to fix the uh, sites themselves to make them more hospitable um, and visitor-ready, and also improve the uh, transportation systems within these um, touristic sites. For example, if you Mm -hmm. want to uh, propel the sector in terms of um, ease of movement, um, you can divide it into um, three or four areas. Like in the north, you need buses to move from Jarash to Ajlon to Umqais and probably go to Mafraq, Umil at other places. On a regular basis, like every one or two hours, a bus would go on, on that uh, tour. Um, Madaba is the same. Then um, the mm-hmm. south, like Karak, the Tafila, Dana Reserve, um, Shobak, mm-hmm. uh, Petra. And then you have Aqaba, um, Wadi Ram, along with, with Petra. So these are, and Wadi Araba, uh, including al bahr al-Mayit and the Madaba tour, um, where you can have the baptism site, the Dead Sea, uh, Mount Nebo, uh, Macarius or Mkawar. Um, and the St. George um, Church and umr Rasas, all these areas, they need better connectivity in terms of um, easier uh, transportation. And that can be part of the Jordan Pass and all of that. So this is only one example where you really can make a difference. Um, and it has, it will mm-hmm. be filled very, very, very fast.
0: And that's, a, um, again, like you mentioned earlier, um, a very important sector for Jordan and has traditionally um, contributed uh, a very large percentage of um, of uh, the country's GDP. Um, so uh, we are going to wrap this up, I guess, with um, your words of wisdom to young um, Jordanians and other, you know, youth from the region who are thinking about starting their own business um, and maybe a little bit hesitant. What would you What would you tell them? What advice would you give?
1: I, I always use the, the, the word fail. Fail, it means first attempt in learning. So if you fail the first time and the second time and the third time and the 10th time, keep trying because that is you keep learning. And as you keep learning, you keep growing and you keep improving. Uh, you have to be perseverant. Perseverance is the way to go and persistent. Um, don't give up. Uh, keep trying. Uh, everyone, you know, falls and fails. Um, but you have to get up and you have to move on. Um, thinking of many examples where uh, people who came from very underprivileged background, background like myself, uh, we kept fighting and uh, doing whatever we can. We failed so many times. We uh, fall. We we fell um, so many times, and that uh, did not uh, prevent us from continuing to pursue uh, our aims and goals. And uh, today. I think if you um, continue to push uh, your capacity um, and to push yourself forward, um, nothing can stop you.
0: Thank you so much for your words of wisdom and for this uh, very enriching discussion, um, Dr. Faris Brizat. um, And hope to continue the discussion in Amman or in your hometown of Madaba.
1: Thank you very much. You're more than welcome anytime. Thank you. Thank you.
0: This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the United States Department of State.